Hey, you guys. If launching a podcast isn't enough, I also recently launched a new e-commerce website called Unique Black Gifts. The concept is, every month, I will post new items unique to the market. Check it out, uniqueblackgifts.com. And if you use the discount code FLIPPIN, you will receive 25% off of all purchases. That's uniqueblackgifts.com. Welcome to Flipping the Script, a podcast for women of color by women of color, helping you to not just navigate your way through change, but to embrace it. I am your host, Michelle Words. Today, I welcome Dee Phillips Johnson. Dee is the founder of Mapiology Incorporated, which encourages women to take pride in their natural hair and provide support in the journey. Dee talks about how there is often a transformation internally as well as externally in women and embracing their natural hair texture. Dee also talks about how she is flipping her script in her 50s by learning new skills. Let's get to it. Where you wanna be trying to navigate life, but it's hard to see. Yeah. I am struggling to make a change, but coming to me now is the perfect chance. With flipping the script, so you'll find your way to help you embrace any trials you face. With flipping the script, conquer every day. We're helping you find your happy place. Today, we are welcoming Dee Phillips Johnson. Dee is CEO and founder of Napiology Incorporated, a 501c nonprofit natural hair care social networking organization. The native Texan established the organization in 2007 with the key focus to support those who choose to wear their hair in its natural state and to promote self-appreciation and confidence. Napiology Inc. was incorporated in 2009. The organization is a great resource and reference guide for anyone considering going natural or for seeking information on the care and upkeep of their natural hair. Ms. Johnson began her crusade for natural hair in the summer of 1980. She had endured the process of using a perm and or relaxers on her hair which caused breakage and unruliness. At the time, the look of naturally coily hair that most African-American women were born with was not totally acceptable in the corporate workplace. Ms. Johnson decided that she would lead an effort to reinforce how beautiful the natural look was to African-Americans. From that experience, she organized Napiology Incorporated as a meetup group. The organization has continued to grow to over 1,000 members since 2007. Ms. Johnson and her team organize and conduct monthly natural hair meetings and workshops to discuss the diverse issues with natural hair. The organization holds an annual exposition designed to celebrate natural hair and the pioneers in the industry. Throughout her leadership, the organization has partnered with many community organizations in the DFW area 
to continue to deliver the message of beauty of natural hair. In her professional life, Ms. Johnson has been employed by the federal government since 1995. As an active community leader and member, Ms. Johnson is a member and past officer of the DFW Chapter of Federally Employed Women, FEW, a lifetime member of Blacks in Government, BIG, a member of the National Association of Black Scuba Divers, NABS, and a member of Mount Olive Baptist Church. She is originally from Wichita Falls, Texas, where she now lives after living in DFW area for over 25 years. For those of you that aren't familiar, DFW is Dallas-Fort Worth. Dee is a beautiful person inside and out. Dee, welcome to Flipping the Script. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Dee, you seem to have been ahead of the curve when it comes to natural hair. You've been wearing your hair natural since 1980 or before then? Well, as you know, we were all born with natural hair. Uh, and during that process, you know, growing up as a teenager, the peer pressure, I saw the other girls uh, getting a perm. So about 13 or 14, I convinced and begged and plead my dad if I can get a perm. And uh, of course, you know, I did. And that's when the trouble started. My hair started falling out because I didn't know how to take care of it. And the chemicals were too harsh for my hair. So um, my senior year after I graduated, you know, because every year since junior high to high school, my hair kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I tried to, you know, style it as best as I could. And then I just, uh, my senior year after I graduated high school, I decided to just chop it off. So I did my first big chop in 1980. Wow. So I can imagine what the reception was for you back then. Right. Luckily, it was uh, the Jerry Curls season at that time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so my hair was naturally curly. And so I put glycerin on it and I fit right in. So nobody really knew that I was sporting my natural hair. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Since then, how has the attitudes changed about natural hair? Well, you know, after the 80s, you know, I blended in because it was a jerry curl stage. And then later, I started pressing it out again. Uh, we used a hot comb. I wouldn't actually wear my hair in the natural curly state at that time. So I started straightening it, you know, with a blow dryer and just using a hot comb. And then after I had you know, I was pregnant with my son in 1989 after I had him and my hair grew because it, it was at a healthier state at that time. And I decided, I don't know, one day I was watching HGTV and I just saw somebody on one of the shows and her hair was bouncy and curly. And I was just amazed how it looked. So I tried it and that was probably in 2000. And I just fell in love with it and I decided to go to work uh, one day with my hair in that naturally curly state and I got teased a really? lot by my black co-workers of, of all people. Mm -hmm. Oh no. I tell yeah. you, you are my hair goals. I have hair <laughs> envy of your hair. Your hair is absolutely beautiful. 
Well, thank you, Michelle. But you know, what I try to stress is that, you know, God has uh, blessed us all with beautiful, naturally curly hair. And uh, that has been my goal for each of us, you know, not to look at other people, but to look with, you know, ourselves. Because even I have a sister and her hair strand is completely different from mine. Actually, her hair is much finer than mine. And I feel like my hair is coarser. And even though we have the same mother and father, just the DNA and the structure of our hair is different. And that's what I tell people. I said, don't look at other people. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it as well, you know, cause I'm looking at people and their hair is down to their back and it's long and curly and healthy and thick. And my hair is really thin, but I look at people and I said, you know, uh, and I try to enforce, just love your own natural hair state, you know, the way it curls and how it looks and just maintain it and keep it healthy. That is the key, absolutely. Healthy hair, primarily. Right. Yeah, that's what I try to stress more than anything. It's just natural, healthy hair. No more chemicals and just try to take care of it and start, because we've been brainwashed for so long on how to wear our hair uh, in corporate America and you know even just in our daily lifestyles. I know when the movie came out, Bo, I guess it was 10. Mm-hmm. And at that time, she was a white lady on in the movies and had her hair corn rolled. We've been wearing corn rolls forever. But with her wearing it, it was acceptable. Right. And, um, you know, as we can just look throughout history and see how, um, you know, our hairstyles have just been in different stages of our life, just like with Angela Davis, you know, with the afros. And at that time in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, it wasn't, it wasn't corporate America or um, uh, acceptable at that time to have an Afro because you, they thought that we were militant. So then that's where, you know, the different straight hairs started to come about. So our hair has so much history, you know, throughout it, you know, just our different stages of how we wear our hair. But as long as we keep it healthy is what I try to enforce. And we have so much versatility with our hair as well. There are so many different options that we have with our different hairstyles that a lot of different ethnicities don't have the privilege of having. I agree. And that's the beauty of it as well. We can never get bored with our hair. You can wear it short, you can wear it long, you can braid it, twist it. I meant the list goes on and on and on. You know, there was a time when I was had it, you know, a little puff ball on top of my head. And then when I was younger, I had two ponytails, you know, on the side of my head and then just let it out. And it's just, we can just style our hair in so many beautiful ways and just have to be creative and just, you know, play with your hair, just fall in love with it. Yes. And, you know, one of the reasons why I found it important to have this discussion is that for me, part of my transformation, when I flipped the script, my biggest flip, I guess, would say is when I moved abroad, is that going natural was a part of that transformation for me. And to be honest, part of it was due to convenience, because I didn't have the access to the products and the services that I needed necessarily in Qatar. But in that, then if it, it helped me to find myself in my natural hair. And, and I witnessed that myself. I saw you 
going through that transformation, I was just, I mean, it was just such a good feeling because I saw you, you know, you were glowing. And even though you, it was pictures, but I could tell, I mean, it was just your skin, your face, your features were showing. And, and I saw you, wow. not that you weren't, you know, but you, you, it was a natural glow and I saw it and I saw the confidence as well that came with that. And, you know, it's just different life stories that we have, but I was so glad. And now it seems like you, you even enjoy it even more because you have actually learned how to take care of your hair and works best for your hair. That was such a challenge, I tell you. And I still <laughs> struggle with it, you know, so I, I understand the struggle, absolutely. And again, when you live abroad, the struggle is even more real because I can't just run to Sally's or to any kind of, you know, hair supply store and just purchase what I need. So what we have to do when we live abroad is we have to pre-plan. So when I go home for the summer, the two things that's so funny that we make sure we have in our luggage when we return back to, you know, the country we're living in is going to be full of hair care products and it's going to be full of your favorite foods because these are the <laughs> things you know you don't have access to when you leave. And so I tell you, I have a plethora of products now because it is a trial and error type mm -hmm. of process to see what works for you and what doesn't. So it can be, you know, an investment, at least initially, until you find out what works for you. Right. And I think with that as well, just even with my journey itself, because uh, I'm not a hairdresser or anything like that. And I have to, like you said, experiment with different products as well. You know, we have to take into consideration your age, you know, your lifestyle, where you're eating, even your medication. And um, because even with me, I know I love to wear my hair in my salt and pepper style. And I know with that, it's a little coarser than it would. And so I have to look for different products that add more, you know, that, that just helps me to style it better with even my gray locks. You're in your salt and pepper hair again, goals. Because one day I am going to let go of my hair dye, but that day has not come yet. <laughs> I understand. And it takes time. It takes time. Yes, I, I have not embraced that side of me yet. <laughs> I'm still a work in progress. <laughs> well, we all are. We all are. And that's just with me. Because like even during, during the COVID, I accidentally put color in my hair. And I thought it was a rinse. And so now I've been deciding, should I just cut it all off and let my, you know, salt and pepper hair come out or just, you know, just let it grow out. So, but I love salt and pepper hair and I think it's so beautiful, but I'm lazy. So I didn't actually want to keep up with the hair dye. And that's why I decided to do my salt and pepper hair more than anything. I'm lazy too. That's why I want to get rid of this dye process because it is a chore. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a struggle that I still have. Absolutely. So now, nappyology, what's coming yeah. up for you guys? You know what? During COVID, I've tried to redesign it and trying to reinvent it to see with us not meeting with each other. And so a lot of it has been on Zoom, just trying to do more workshops on online and through Facebook and Zoom. And, you know, we have natural hairstylists. 
So it's more an educational stage for us. And it seems like a lot of people during COVID have actually returned to their natural hair state as well. So we're trying to, you know, get to that audience as well, because it's new for them. You know, we didn't expect for us to have nine months, well, now 10 during this COVID. And it doesn't look like we're going, you know, anywhere anytime soon. So it's a journey. That's true, because people have had access to the salons and you have to do it yourself. And so- looking at the positive things that have come out of COVID, then this could be one of the things that comes out of it for some people is them discovering their natural hair. I agree. And that's exactly it. I mean, each day we discover something new and different. I feel like we have to learn something new each and every day. And uh, learning something new about yourself is, is a bonus. So speaking of learning something new, D. (laughs) You obtained your scuba diving license fairly recently (laughs) in the 50s, right? So what what motivated you to do that? Well, I I was a late bloomer for for most of it. I've always had, like I'm a golfer and a scuba diver. And at 50, I learned how how to play golf. Then at 54, I started scuba diving. And at 58, which I am now, I learned how to ski. And I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or, uh, you know, I'm an empty nester and just had extra time on my hand. And I want to stay active. I've always been active. um, I like to, I've always participated in sports when I was younger and I was just fell in love with each one of them. Diving is my top uh, love. I would take at least four or five trips a year before COVID. And it is just amazing. And with my natural hair, I don't have to worry about um, my hairstyles, you know, because I just jump in the water and, and, you know, it's, it just does what it does. And actually, I love the way the salt water feels on my hair. It's just connecting with nature. Yeah, that is true. That, that makes it a lot easier with being active when you have natural hair, of course. Okay. So now... What is next for you as far as, well, COVID-19, putting a damper on everything, but maybe what's the next dive trip you have planned? And then what's up next for you in general? Well, the next dive trip, we, you know, I'm with the National Association of Black Scuba Divers and a number of us get together and take dive trips. So we had a plan, we had a trip planned for 2021 in April, but we had to cancel that. So we scheduled one for April of 2022, and we've been looking at uh, 2023 for dive trips. But in 2021, I'm sorry, 2022, we're going to go to Palau. So that's, you know, we're going to just take it day by day and see how the, you know, travel industry opens up again and take it from there. I am going to have uh, to put that one on my list. Yeah, Palau is going to be, yes, it's going to be beautiful. Even Thailand is supposed to be, you know, amazing. I've seen I've been to Thailand, so that is beautiful. Not diving, but the water is gorgeous. Oh, yeah, I bet. And so, and that's another thing. I've been able to travel more and been uh, introduced to new places than I ever have with NABs. We call it NABS. Uh, it's national, actually National Association of Black Scuba Divers. But I've learned just so much about myself because it's it's about safety more than anything. And I've just, like you said, I've reinvented myself 
what I have in store for the future? <laughs> Good question. Just actually really just staying healthy and safe during this COVID area. Yes. And during this pandemic and just finding out what, you know, who I am again and getting ready for to uh, retire, hopefully in three more years and just, just opening up to whatever comes my way. Okay. So how's your golf game going? That's uh, with the, you guys. This is how I met Dee. We met golfing, right? <laughs> right. We did. Yeah. We really did. Yeah. I was new to golf and we were a member of a golf group and I was taking lessons and met Dee. Right. In Dallas. Ladies tea time. Right. Ladies tea time in Dallas. And that was a good experience as well. Like I said, I started that in, when I was age 50 and again, fell in love with golf. Uh, my golf game is suffering a little bit now, especially when I started uh, scuba diving, but I tried to do both. And with COVID, I just, you know, just being careful and how, you know, where I play and everything else, but hopefully I'll get my golf game before I retire. <laughs> I just returned to golf D from my days in Dallas. I hadn't golfed since Dallas until right. about three months ago. Wow. And I just That's started cool. back golfing here in Saudi. Oh, good. That's the yes. best place. Yeah, yeah I, I found a women's are... golf group. Yes. And there's, there are some nice courses. Absolutely. You wouldn't know that you were in the middle of the desert. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Hopefully one day I'll get that opportunity and we can go play again. Yes, we definitely do. Absolutely. So now, where can listeners contact you or get some more information on Napiology or even NABS? Well, we have a website and you can go to napiology.net, N-E-T. So it's N-A-P-P-I-O-L-O-G-Y.net. And also we're on Facebook, Instagram, and just about all the social, social media outlets, except we're trying to get uh, used to TikTok. So... Uh, you know, we're looking into that, but just, yeah, on all social medias, if you just Google Napiology and hopefully we'll show up and just contact me from there. Okay. And NABS? Oh, National Association of Scuba Divers. You go to nabsdive.org. Uh, I think that's okay. right. Nabsdive, it may be divers.org. All right. So, sorry, I misquoted on that. That's fine. I'll have it in my show notes then for people to be able to follow up. Okay. Thank you so much, Dee. It has been a pleasure. Oh, Michelle, I really appreciate it. You know, I love spreading the news about or just information about uh, going natural and staying natural and embracing our natural, beautiful hair. So I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flipping the Script. If you like what you have heard, please make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. Also, I would appreciate it if you would write a review and share with your friends. And I want to hear from you. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you thought about this week's episode or to suggest any future topics that you would like for me to explore. Or you can just stop by and say hello. You can reach me at flippingthescript.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Flippin' the Script. Want to continue the discussion? I also have a private group for ladies only on Facebook. 
I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now. With nothing to script, so you'll find